The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. From baseball's top personalities. The great Chris Russo joins us once again. To the game's top players. Joining us is the All-Star. Matt Chapman with us. You never know what stories you're going to hear. If you make your way down here, I, I might be able to make some time and go out there and see the great Chris Townsend. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. Welcome to another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Towns, and we got a bunch of pitchers for you and a pitching coach in this edition. Chris Bassett, the big right-hander, will join us, the pitching coach, Scott Emerson, and one-time All-Star for the Athletics, now a Los Angeles Dodger, Blake Trinan, and the left-hander, Sean Manaya. First, we're going to go with our guy, Seabass. Chris Bass has become a big part of the A's pitching staff, of course, also in the postseason. Here is Chris Bassett. Do we have Chris Bassett? Chris, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Sorry for being late. No, I mean, you kidding me? I mean, what you guys are <laughs> going through every day just to get to the ballpark? I mean, it's pretty crazy how early you got to get there and all the testing. So uh, no problem whatsoever. How How's life treating you? Good. Uh, glad to be here this morning. You know, I think about where you've come from and where you are right now. I mean, you're very blessed. And and and, and to see the way you've commanded the baseball, especially the last month, being the American League Pitcher of the Month, and then what you did yesterday was really special. How did you feel on the mound yesterday in your first playoff start? Oh, adrenaline through the roof. But, I mean, I just try to kind of control that the best I could and just kind of be myself and not – let the moment be too big, and uh, I feel like we all did a pretty good job of doing that. You know, there is something about you when you face the Chicago White Sox, your old team, where where, where there's just a, an extra fire. What is it like for you when you go against them? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's it's similar to playing a pickup basketball game against your friends. Uh, the random person on the street, it's not that big of a deal, but once your friend kind of elbows you in the ribs, it's a little different. So, uh I know a lot of those guys over there, and we talk crap throughout the off season. We talk crap nonstop to each other. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 fun, but it's uh, it definitely adds a, a little fuel to the fire. You know, you said yesterday after the game that you guys know the score. You guys understand how this franchise has not done well recently in wild card games, elimination games, and that there was a sense of relief. Talk about that for you and your teammates. Yeah, I mean, we, we want to go to the next round. We want to make a postseason run. I think we have the team to do it. And uh, obviously fans and everyone has high expectations on us. But, I mean, we have, I think, the highest ex- expectations we can possibly have on ourselves. And I think we put a ton of pressure on ourselves early. And I'm not saying early in this, this series, but early in the year to be way better than just make the playoffs. and um winning that first game and kind of taking that very first step was huge for us no doubt about it and then today what do you think today is going to be like as this is the ultimate i mean it's a game seven but yet it's it's only game three but it's like what we talk about the intensity of a game seven winner moves on loser goes home yeah i mean everyone's available i think except for maybe me and uh i i wish i was available somehow but uh um it's going to be fun. It's going to be who makes the that big pitch and who makes that who gets that big hit for the team and it's going to be it's just going to be a fun fun atmosphere and I th- I think we're we're ready for it.
you know, everybody has wondered about the adrenaline and how you're going to get the adrenaline going without the fans. You look like you had a ton of it yesterday. Does it get to a point to where I don't want to say you don't notice it anymore, but are, are you at a point to where whether the fans are there or not, the adrenaline is pumping for you? I mean, there's no doubt fans add adrenaline to, I mean, to the game. There, I mean, there's literally no debate in that. But if you don't have adrenaline in a playoff game, then I don't know why you're playing baseball anymore. So uh, I think everyone's adrenaline's basically through the roof when it comes to starting the game. And then it's kind of just trying to get into the game and kind of relax a little bit. But I mean, again, if, if you're if you're playing a playoff game, knowing that there's very few teams left and you're going for a World, World Series and you're not excited, then again, I don't think you should be playing the game anymore. You know, you guys get two runs in the first, you get two runs in the second. How much did that help, as we say, relieve the pressure that you're finally up in a game versus in so many of these games recently you've been trailing? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it was an, it was absolutely massive. Um, the two runs in the first were obviously a little a little bit of a relief, but I mean, once we basically got to four four zero, I knew pretty much. The only way for them to kind of get back in the game was for me to basically like walk guys and get wild all of a sudden. So I just, I told Murph, just, hey, let's make them earn absolutely everything. Um, let's even go even more like middle, middle on OO pitches and stuff like that. Get ahead early. And then, like I said, just make them earn everything. So I felt like the only way they could have possibly won yesterday after I got that 4 0, and then eventually when Katie hit the 5 0, the home run for him. For him I just said, listen, I mean, make them earn everything because I don't think they're going to be able to get to five runs. You know, you know what, what does it mean to the team when Chris goes deep? It's like you guys get so excited. You know his struggles, but it just seems like it's so uplifting when he's able to actually hit a home run and contribute. It means so much to you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, he's, uh, I think, one of the quiet, emotional leaders in our clubhouse. I think people rally behind him. Um I think he was going great, and then he obviously had some health issues when he ran his ribs into a wall that decided not to move on him. But uh, I think he's pretty much he, – I mean, he's dang near close to being back back. And I, I think his positive energy that he's kind of bringing to the table now and um, work ethic, I think he's very, very close. If not, he's completely back to what he used to be. And now it's kind of like – I mean, I know it's hard to get – every day at bats in the playoffs but i mean i think yesterday basically showed that he's he is back i mean i think everyone thought he hit a home run to right in the first at bat and then obviously he hit another he helped he hit a home run and i mean just the explosion in his bat I, we haven't seen in a while and it's 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 truly returned in batting practice and stuff like that in like the last two three weeks you know, I got to tell you, I've been very bullish on Mike Fires. I, I think what he's done here with the athletics, uh, it's basically been win day, especially at the Coliseum. And, and you think about the no-hitter, you think about all the quality outings, but yet he doesn't have the highest velocity, he doesn't have the greatest spin rate. And I'm like, how is this guy not starting a postseason game? And I wonder how it's affected the team the last couple of years. Well, it's finally getting announced that Mike Fires is going to start game three today. What does that mean for this clubhouse? Uh, it's it's massive. I mean, I think uh, people don't really understand what 
what fires brings to the table and the aspect of like team energy. Um, he is a guy that I think every single person, when fires kind of gets on the mound and stuff like that, they know the energy is going to be basically be sky high because that's what he brings. I mean, he, he is a very high energy guy and I feel like it's pretty dang contagious. So, uh, yeah, I know the position players feed off of it. I know for a fact the pitchers feed off of it. And, uh, I think just him being on the mound is it's just it's it's great for everyone because again it just there isn't a quiet dugout when he's when he's pitching. Yeah, I mean it, it just to, to not see him pitch in New York, to not see him pitch last year, it's just at some point you're like uh, this guy, I mean, he's a leader and he's been a leader of the staff and and I and I know quietly, I mean, he doesn't talk a lot about it, but he's helped a lot of you guys. No doubt. Um he's he's pushed he's pushed dang near everyone. I mean, it's just in different ways. I mean, I think everyone, they get up to the seven, eight, nine year mark kind of thing, what fires kind of has, but I mean, everyone kind of has their own way of kind of guiding players in the right direction. And he's definitely a unique, different one where it's not so much advice about pitching. It's more so advice about just what it takes to be a starter in the big leagues or even any any type of role in the big leagues and just the energy you have to bring every single day. I mean, the team relies on you. When you step on the mound, the team relies on you to bring the energy. They rely on you to positive energy on the mound and stuff like that. And, I mean, I think you kind of have seen Zeus kind of come out of his shell a little bit just because those guys have hung around each other a lot in the offseason. And then, obviously, me and Manaya have kind of fed off that. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think – his energy has been contagious for all of us. Yeah, that's something we kind of forget that, the you know, what, uh, Jesus Cesardo just turned 23, Mike's 35, but we kind of forget that uh, they've hung around each other a lot and, and they gotten to know each other real well, and he's kind of been a mentor to him. Yeah, Lazardo's turning into a little bit of a mini Mike kind of thing. Just, I mean, <laughs> you have you have a... 23 year old rookie basically talking crap to everyone and everyone has to kind of humble Lazardo a little bit, but, uh, it's great. It's awesome. Um, I just think fires makes everyone feel pretty dang comfortable. Um, like I said, it's just high energy. Everyone's pretty dang excited already. So, uh, I know fires already in our dang, our, our, uh, clubhouse talking crap to people. So it's going to be a fun day. Yeah, just make sure that Jesus doesn't pull that beard off. Just what, what, whatever happens, just keep keep that from keep keep that from happening. Okay, I will. <laughs> Chris, hey, we're proud of you. It was great to see what you did. And by the way, uh, haven't mentioned yet. Congratulations on being American League Pitcher of the Month. That was well deserved. Thank you. And be well, be safe, and we'll hopefully talk to you in the next round. Yes, yeah, so hopefully, like. Let's get to L.A. Let's let's just get to L.A. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Chris Bassett definitely going to be a part of the A's future in the rotation. How about the guy that puts it all together, our buddy Scott Emerson? Here is Emo. Emo, it is great to have you on A's Pass Live once again. First off, congratulations, AOS champs. I know you have to be very proud. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a great accomplishment for the organization, you know, to go out there and and get the division this year. It's, you know, it's a, it's a tough uh, season this year, in my opinion, uh, but the guys kept it together and, and we went out and we played hard and, and it 
you know, winning the West showed uh, how hard we played. You know, I think about Bob Melvin, yourself, all the coaches, you know, you're trying to guide these players through this. You're trying to keep them safe. You're trying to keep yourself safe. And the other thing that I think people don't really think about is mental health. This has not been easy. What you guys went through in Houston with COVID-19 all around. I mean, there was a potential hurricane, the social injustice, and then the air quality. I mean, just talk about just how mentally tough this has been for you guys, the coaches, and the players. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's been a grind. Uh, I think, you know, the one thing that, uh, is, that's been good for us is the fact that we get to do what we love and play baseball and uh, coach baseball. But, uh, you know, you know, like you said, the mental grind, the, the constant wearing of the mask, the, the being uh, uh, self-aware, you know, myself being high risk, I'm just always trying to be uh, aware of my surroundings and my situation. Uh, I feel good about it. It's been really good. The guys have been good. But uh, like you said, it's, it's, it's been a grind, you know, it's the daily testing, it's getting up and doing our home screening stuff. It's just, uh, just, you know, it's, it's now, I guess, becoming a routine and, you know, now we're, we're, we're quarantining. Um, I haven't been able to, I did, I haven't seen my wife or my dog since, you know, July 1st. So that's kind of, at times you get a little depressed and like you're missing your family, but, uh, you know, the, the phone calls are always good. And, uh, but, you know, doing what we love, uh, baseball, and then you put into perspective about, you know, what our, our guys in the military do each and every time they go out on deployment, you know, they go out, they don't, they don't get an opportunity to really see their family. So I think about them, you know, if they can go out there and grind for our country, uh, you know, we can go out there and grind for baseball. Yeah, well said. And, you know, now that you guys have clinched, the AL West, and you have six games left. When do you start meeting about how you're going to work the starting pitching for the first wild card series? Well, you know, I, I think there's, uh, you know, one, we want to make sure that everybody still stays in routine. Uh, they get their uh, pitches going. Uh, they get their pitch counts where they needed to be. Uh, but we also still need to go out and compete and, and you know, pitch the games. So, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll have a little bit more talk after the Dodgers series about you know what's going on and and where things line up with everybody. But uh, right now, for me, it's just making sure everybody feels good with their deliveries, feel good with the ball leaving their hand. But most of all, they still go out and uh, you know we do have these games left and they got to compete. And uh, the, the good thing about a season is the season isn't over with until until it's over with. And these guys, you know, they still want to put up some numbers still do the things that they do but number one is go out there and compete each and every day how much is the decision going to be where you may have so you got you got you know you got six starters you you only can throw three some guys though can come out of the bullpen and give you length if you need it in the bullpen how much will you decide on who starts and who doesn't based on if a guy can come out of the bullpen well, you know, I think in the playoffs, you know, the gloves are off. Everybody, even if you've never come out of the bullpen, you know, you just want to pitch in the playoffs. So I'm not worried about that. You know, I know that the front office will do their due diligence and uh, check the matchups and, and check and, and talk to us and see what's best for the organization moving forward in the playoffs. And, and you know, that's 
that's where the numbers and the analytics can come in and help. And then that's where conversations come in and help about, uh, you know, who we feel is up for the task, you know, mentally and physically at that point in time. So, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. Chris Bassett told us yesterday, he says, I don't care where I pitch. I just want to pitch. That's the mentality you really have installed in your guys. I think you have to be proud, Emo, when your guys are basically uh, reflecting what you want and what you're directing them that, hey, listen, I just want to be a part of the team and I just want to help us win. Well, I think it's just the character of the guys that we have. You know, I, you know, I, I talked about the other day, Liam Hendricks coming in one time in a tie ball game. He got through the inning. The game was still tied. And he's like, I got this. I got next inning. And he wanted to keep going. Uh, Beekman wants to keep going. You know, the more important the games are, the more these guys are like, hey, if I got to throw three and four innings, I'll do that. You know, and, and I've had guys already telling me, hey, I'll just throw as many pitches as you need me to throw to win ball games." And if you're looking at, at winning ball games at some point in time, you know, that may happen. So it, it's, it's encouraging that these guys want the baseball and, and they take the baseball when they're asked. And when the phone rings, they just get up and they go out and do the best they can. And that's fun to watch. Your bullpen has been the best in major league baseball. Just what a godsend. Talk about these guys and what they, what they've done for you day in and day out in this quick six game schedule. Well, you know, they, they, they're, they don't complain. Uh, they work hard. Uh, they take the baseball when it's given to them. They go out and they just go as hard as they can, as long as they can. And uh, I think there's a lot of healthy competition amongst everybody in the bullpen with one another, and that's fun to watch. But, you know, like I said, when you want the baseball, uh, that's showing a lot of confidence. And we have a lot of confidence in these guys. And, you know, early in the season, it was, you know, fun to kind of build these guys' confidence because our starters weren't so some of the guys had to go two innings earlier in the year. And uh, it's just been, a, you know, a, a real treat to watch these guys go out and compete each and every day. I mean, for God's sakes, Jake Diekman has not given up a run. He has a zero ERA. Well, you better knock on some wood. I, I, I'm i knocking on wood right now. <laughs> that's, like, that's, like, that's like telling the free throw shooter he's 99%, you know, uh, and then he bricks the free throw. But, uh, no, you know, he just goes out and takes the ball, does what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's well-prepared, you know, he, he pays attention to detail. And, uh, you know, he's got electric stuff. And when you can put that all, the, the analytics with electric stuff together, that generally forms a good game plan. And, and uh, once he executes his pitches, he's going to have a lot of success. Have you just noticed – a big difference in mentality for Chris Bassett, the way he's going out there with such great confidence and just, he he's turned into a winner. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's, he's always had that great confidence. You know, I, I, I remember seeing that back in 15 and now, it, you know, he has that confidence, like you said, of being the winner of like, Hey, I'm here to win the game. I'm not just in the big leagues now pitching. I'm here in the games to help us win and get to a position where we want to be. And, you know, that's that's a great teammate in him that he wants to go out, take the ball whenever possible, and do the things that, uh, you know, it takes for us to win games. You know, a guy that I keep talking about, because, you know, some of my callers, you know, 
because Mike Fires doesn't throw 98 miles an hour and he doesn't have the full-on electric stuff, for some reason they don't seem to trust him. But I have these numbers here, Emo. You tell me. Mike Fires in 52 starts with the A's is 26-8. and eight. And in games that he pitches, the A's record in games Mike Fires starts is 38-14. and 14. I mean, is that any good? I mean, all, 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 when he starts, you guys win games. The numbers prove that. Yeah, I think, you know, he goes out there and competes and battles with what he has. And like you said, you don't have to have electric stuff to be really good. You know, he's very competitive. He goes out there. And the one thing that that number shows me is that he keeps himself in the game longer than the opposing starter keeps themselves in the game. And that's why we win games. He, he outduels the starter that day of the other team. And whether, whether he gets the W or the team gets the W, you know, he keeps us in the game to win those games. You know, there's so something to be said about that as, as, as we've, we, we've come up with like simple numbers. I, like last year, if an A's pitcher went seven innings, the ball club was 16 and four. There is something to be said. If your starter goes longer, you have a much better chance to win the game. Well, the one thing on that is, is uh, you know, when your starter goes longer, and your bullpen goes shorter, you keep all your relievers fresh. So, you know, you just say you throw two guys, your starter goes seven, you throw two relievers. The next day, your starter goes seven, you throw two relievers. You're not having to be throw those same relievers, you know, back-to-back days all the time. You know, if your starter goes five, generally, if you look at how bullpens run, you, you, you go five, there's one inning relievers. So you bring in four relievers. You go seven, you bring in two relievers. So, I think, you know, a reliever that uh, that uh, can go two innings is very valuable because of the starters that can only go five. But that starter who can go seven is is huge because that means it cuts back on the uh, the innings out of the bullpen. Yeah. Commander Cody just texted me this. You guys are 17 and one in games this year where your starter goes at least six innings. So if you get six, there's a good chance you are going to win. Now, now, a guy that went last night. And he just, ever since the neck and the back, Frankie Montas hasn't looked the same. So is he, I know the velocity is still there. Is he fully healthy? And can you get, I mean, he's got, what, one more start before the postseason. What's going on with Frankie? Well, I think, you know, uh, when you run into that little injury issue, uh, maybe it, it hits you with your, your confidence. You know, he hasn't come back to games. He's come back. He's got hit around a little bit. Maybe he's lacking some confidence. So I think it's all about confidence right now and, and, and making his pitches. And, uh, you know, you know, I can't really answer whether he's healthy. I mean, like you said, the, the ball looks good uh, coming out of his hand. Uh, it's, it's exploding out of his hand. Uh, the one thing, I, I, you know, Probably the split hasn't been as good this year, and that could contribute to that. But other than that, you know, his stuff's pretty good. It's just a matter of, you know, staying confident and going out there and being confident and knowing what you can do and not worrying about what you can't do. You know, the odds are if you're able to win the wild card series, uh, you're going to be playing at Dodger Stadium. How beneficial do you think it is that you guys are playing in Dodger Stadium right now and that you could be basically back there in a week? Um, you know, I, th- I think it's good just to get the environment, to, you know, to see how the field plays. Uh, it looks like it plays pretty quick. Last night, you know, it was kind of a launching pad for me. I thought we made a couple of good pitches and it 
got up in the air and left the yard. But, um, you know, it's good because, you know, you always want to find that, uh, the surroundings and be around it. It's like uh, when I learned earlier about giving a speech, try to go out to the place you're going to give a speech first and see the room before you actually go out there. So, uh, you know, it, it's good to be in this uh, stadium and, and see what it's all about, especially for the guys who haven't been here. You know, I got to tell you, one of the things I miss is doing this show, A's Cast Live from the field, and you walking by every day heckling us. I miss that every day. I've, I've missed that. Well, I'm, I've, I'm still waiting on the answer about the bats, you know, how hard these bats are. I mean, we used to break seven, eight a game. Now that you break one or two, everybody's happy, you know. Everybody talks about the ball, remember. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on the bats like we're playing with aluminum bats nowadays. You know, that's a great – that's one of the great conspiracy theories going right now. And you were the only guy that I've ever heard bring that up. Well, I mean, my, my, my stuff wasn't very good, and I broke four or five bats a game. These guys' stuff's electric, and we're lucky to break two or three. Yeah, think about that. We got a bunch of guys – I mean, like that kid last night, May, is throwing 99 miles an hour with movement. And you got Frankie throwing 96, 97. You know, Jesus Cesaro goes out there and throws 97, 98. Yeah, how in the hell are we not breaking more bats? Uh, that's that's the question that we got to find out. All right, we're on it, Emo. Congratulations on being right, AL West champs. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Appreciate it. I could talk pitching with that guy all day long. Well, it was really cool for Blake Trinan to come on the program. You know, guys leave, they go to other teams, but, you know, when you have a good relationship, they remember you, they still take care of you. And Blake Trinan joined us from Dodger Stadium. Now joining us from the Los Angeles Dodgers, it was always great having him on A's Cast Live, and it's great to bring him on from Dodger Blue. Blake Trinan is with us. Blake, it's great to talk to you. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but, uh, you know, let me just tell the story. What was always cool when we were doing the show next to the A's dugout, how you would always come by and sign baseballs for the fans. Not a lot of guys did that. You know, you were always one of the most gracious A's that we've had. Well, thanks. I know that, uh, there's probably a lot of people out there that take for granted the platform we have. I know if I was a kid and I was listening to a radio show or, or any, any age really had a chance to have something like that. It'd, it'd go a long way. So, you know, fans make it, make the game worth it for us. So anything we can do to give back is totally worth it. As a reliever coming out of the bullpen, you know, usually the fans and the roar of the crowd. And I think either Oakland or Dodger stadium, and you got all those fans and now the fans are not there. Has it been hard for you to find adrenaline on some nights? No, I mean, it is different. I mean, you never know how like fans being in there affects you until you go through a year like this. And, you know, I, I, I seriously do think that a lot of guys thrive on the energy that the fans bring. Um, I know I, I do, uh, but to say like it, it affects things in any way, probably, probably not. Um, but I think the people, at this level find are, are really good self-motivators intrinsically motivated. So we find ways to, to take any little thing to motivate us on the mound. And that's, that's kind of like what you, what I've had to do this year off and on, just trying to find ways to, you know, just trigger, you know, like this, uh, 
controlled aggression approach to the game. So, yeah, it's different for sure. Certainly wanting fans back in the stands. You know, you've been on some really good teams in in your career. How do you rate this Dodgers roster versus the other really good teams you've been on? Well, um, I think it's just filled with, like, veteran superstars. Um, You know, Oakland had a lot of, like, young up-and-coming superstars. And, um, you know, you see, like, just the close-knit group that they were over there. And, like, it's a bunch of superstars here who are close-knit and, like, being able to just mesh in young talent and, like, you know, filler pieces and uh, just seeing the guys around the clubhouse. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's different for sure. But, um, you know, each team is unique to itself. And um, every team is, that I've been on has had an identity that has made them successful. So um, I, w- I would just say the biggest thing that I see over here is just, like, from top to bottom, there is a comfort level from the GM all the way down to like the first day in the big leagues type player um, where, I mean, it's not just business. It's like, which is nothing wrong with that by any means. So I'm not saying like, it's not wrong to treat it like a business transaction and like do your job and, and move on. But like more of how can I connect on a personal level and make these players super comfortable. And that's, that to me is what stands out here. Um, but when you, when you talk about the, the quality of people, I mean, you know, here in Oakland are probably um, – I can't even just say here in Oakland. Everywhere I've played, has had just great quality people. I've been very blessed. Well, the one thing I do know is you still have a bunch of buddies over in that A's clubhouse, and, and I've mm-hmm. talked to guys in that bullpen about you, and, and you – and, I mean, just talk, talk about that, seeing these guys for the first time because you you, you got some close friends in, in the other clubhouse. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird. I've never played against, uh, you know, the Nats after being traded away. Um, so, it's, you know, this is the first time I've ever had to, like, suit up and see the uh, team you played for across the field. Um, super pumped for them, you know, to have that chance to win the division, which they have now, and then and then not be stuck in a one-game play. And, you know, like, that's that's great for that group of, group of guys and for the coaching staff. And so, um, you know, just – Right now, it's you know you try to like interact and and see how they're doing, catch up, like you know reminisce a little bit. But then once that's over with, it's you got to compete. And I know that's how they approach it when they look across at me, and that's how I approach it when I look across at them. And wish them all all the luck. But uh, you know we have our own goals over here to accomplish, and that's that's really what we're trying to just put our head down and focus on. When you think about this series, as you guys have the best winning percentage. The A's are the third best winning percentage. How good is this for both franchises to have a tough, almost playoff-like series before the actual playoffs start? Um, you know, it's, I don't know if you can say any series has been easy this year because there's so much there's so much pressure on each game with it only being a 60-game season. You can almost argue that for a lot of teams, the whole year has felt like a, like a playoff. And, um, you know, but playing, playing, you know, these elite quality teams late definitely has got to be, you know, a benefit for both programs, like, I guess, not programs, Jimmy and my college. No, both, both the organizations, um, you know, moving forward, you're, you're going to be playing the best. You know, I think it's cool that the, that the league expanded the playoffs. The one thing that I kind of knock with the whole playoff system is, you know, the 
A's win their division, there's no benefit from winning the division or being a last place team. You know, we win a division, there's no benefit from winning the division or being a last place team because everybody's playing a three game play in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's no like home field advantage because you're, you know, LA, even though there's games being played here, we're going to Texas, Oakland. There's no home field advantage yet. They get to stay in California, which is great, but fans can't be in the stands. So, you know, there's really, it's an inter- interesting, it's hard to criticize because, you know, the uniqueness of this season. But um, it'll be it'll be cool to see how, how both teams play out and move forward. So, what were your thoughts of Mookie Betts as a player before this season? And what are your thoughts now that you get to see him on an everyday basis? Well, I mean, probably the same as anybody in baseball. You look at, you know, what he does on the field and it's, pretty incredible but but i think the thing that you miss is all the little details like you know you see the big hits you see like the big arm but like seeing what he does from play to play like keeping doubles to singles or um people feel like they want to challenge him and it shows time and time again like can't run on me and then like seeing how he handles young players in the clubhouse and you know i always think it's almost like a like a player coach mentality but not but not like over the top so I think good coaches know how to get the best out of each player. And he finds ways to keep things loose and fun. And you see guys like Edwin Rios and Beatty and, like, I don't know, even myself, like I've seen him, like, affect me in a positive way. But just challenging the team and all of us to be better at what we do and take more diligence in, like, uh, how we go about our business because every out in the playoffs is magnified. Every air in the playoffs is magnified. So we just need to like continue to focus on what we do and do what we individually do extremely well. So like if, if my job is to come in and clean up an inning, like I've got to do that extremely well, focus on executing each pitch extremely well, like seeing each pitch as a hitter extremely well and making the best at bat that you can make. Like you can make, in my opinion, you can have an outstanding at bat and still get out, right? Like, because you're still setting yourself up for what potentially could happen next time. And so, I, I don't know, like just like all those little things, like keeping it light, challenging guys, you know, and seeing the diligence in his work and preparation. Like to me, that's what stands out. But you don't see all of that because all you see is just how great he is on the field. And then it's just as, you know, I don't know, it's just as, it's just as great like seeing it from like a distance in the clubhouse. You know, when I think about the National League West, There wasn't one COVID positive test. And I know this season has been so tough on the players. And now you guys are going into a bubble, which makes it even tougher. But just how nice was that, that a lot of the teams you're playing, no one had a, no one had a positive test. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I think it's a testament to how serious the players are taking it. Um, You know, I think it's, I think it's a very interesting you know, what the players signed off on when the season started. You know, like we, we were okay with like the health protocols. Well then the health protocols aren't what we designed. We just okayed it, right? So we go we go through these health protocols, a couple teams have these outbreaks and all of a sudden we're the ones to blame. And you know, who knows exactly what goes on, but more guidelines come out and then, you know, we're the ones that it almost just seems like, hey, we're going to stack as much on these players to carry a burden when it comes to accountability that if something does happen just because life happens, like go to a grocery store to buy food for your family and you come back and all of a sudden you have COVID, like what can you do? Nothing, like that's life. 
but by the way, it's the player's fault because we're not accountable enough. Like to me, that's what I've maybe taken exception with from like, you know, the powers at bay, you can draw between the lines if you want. But um, like, I, I think the players have done a great job staying healthy. I think organizationally, the Dodgers have done a phenomenal job. They've had, you know, training staff and, you know, front office and coaches and players have all bought in with like, hey, it's going to suck, but it's only going to suck for three months. So let's just grind it out. And at the end of the year, let's try to reset and see if we can't get this country back in order with this COVID crud that everybody's having to deal with, you know, because we can complain all we want, but at the end of the day, like there's people around this country that are hurting in more ways than we are. And um, like, nobody wants to hear us complain about it, you know, but you know, what we're dealing with is very real too. What people are dealing with aside from us is even more real in the sense that, you know, we're blessed to have a job. You know, a lot of people are still hurting from these restrictions. So um, yeah, I mean, I, th I think teams across, the West have done a great job. I think even teams in the East have done a great job. The MLB as a whole has done a great job to me. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the, I think the players should be, uh, you know, commended for their efforts. Well, you were always gracious with your time with us when you were with the Oakland Athletics. You're a class act. We're always going to root for you. <laughs> good luck the rest of the way, and good luck in the playoffs. And uh, best-case scenario, we see you in the World Series, but we definitely will be rooting for you. All right. Sounds good, guys. Hey, thanks for having me on again. Blake Tryon's a really good guy. Always will be rooting for him. Shamanaya will be a big part of the rotation going forward. Here is the big left-hander. Sean, we appreciate the time before this series starts. As you've been announced game two starter, I bet you are just jacked and ready to go against the Houston Astros. Uh, yes, I cannot wait. Um, yeah, it was crazy ALDS, and uh, especially against these guys. So, um, yeah, it's going to be fun for sure. You know, and I and I think about you know the last time you pitched. I mean, we're we're looking at almost two weeks since you pitched at Dodger Stadium. What has this layoff been like for you? Um, yeah, it's been a little crazy. Um, yeah, I didn't didn't think I was gonna uh, the Dodgers game was gonna be my last, but um, yeah, here we are. It's a uh, it's a little crazy, but um, it's been great. Just the that last start, and then uh, just. Going into uh, going into the start, um, feeling really good and um, just you know ready to ready to go out there and pitch and and uh, go out there and have fun. You know, so much talk over the past couple of years about you know struggling in elimination games and winner take all games, and now that's all gone with your guys' win against the White Sox. Nobody's going to be bringing that up anymore. How relieved are you guys that? That 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 cloud is not over your heads anymore. Now you can just concentrate on the Houston Astros. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, like like you said, a little, little cloud hanging over us, but um, you know, I pushed past and and uh, we're here now. So, um, you know, trying to make the most out of it, and and um, yeah, it's uh, you know, hopefully the winds just start start rolling in, and and uh, you know, keep this keep this train rolling. So that's uh, yeah, definitely exciting. Definitely odd that you play a team in the playoffs that you didn't see this year. So, you, you, I mean, preparing for them was different. Uh, and then if you move on to the ALCS, you're either going to take on the Yankees or the Rays. You haven't seen them. I got to think it's nice that you're taking on a team that you know so well. So it's not like you got to have these advanced meetings. You know these guys. You've pitched against these guys. Do you like that factor going into this series? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, unless like something you know drastically changes, it's um, I don't want to say it's the the same you know scouting reports, but um, you know things might do, you know change up a little bit differently. But you know, for the most part, I I kind of know how I want to start with some of these guys, and and um, you know just try to stick with that, and you know just trust in my stuff. So um, yeah, I mean that happens when you see a you know teams you know three or four times uh, over the course of the season. So. Uh, yeah, it's definitely exciting. It's, uh, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Your last outing against them, you went seven innings. You only gave up one run and two hits. So I'm sure the confidence is gonna be there for you. And just talk about these two teams. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it. These two teams don't like each other, and it makes kind of this series a little more juicy. You can say the same thing: the Yankees and the Rays. There's no love lost there. Just just throw mm-hmm. in that dynamic. You'll be like, yeah, you're gonna be looking over that dugout, and they're gonna be looking at you. And hey, you guys aren't you guys aren't uh, the best of friends. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, it's you know, there's some some stuff that happened, and and uh, I mean, honestly, you just want to go out there and beat these guys. I mean, it's um, at the end of the day, that's that's our that's our job, and and uh, you know, do anything we can to can to do it. So, um, can't wait to yeah, just get out there and, and whoop up on these guys. You know, I, I don't want to overblow this thing, but I do think it's important that you guys were just in Los Angeles. I mean, you were just there. You just pitch off the mound. You understand the ballpark. Where does that play for you, you think, the fact that you guys were just in L.A. and now you're back there again at Dodger Stadium? Um, yeah, it's um, – yeah, it's – for me, as being a pitcher and just really just knowing the mound, it's uh, – see, like this mound, I, you know, remember a little bit more obviously because we played here, uh, you know, week, week and a half ago. And um, I think it's uh, for like the outfielders too. And um, just knowing, yeah, you know, how the dimensions play out and, and all those things that, you know, kind of fresh in, in their mind. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I definitely think there's an advantage to that. Just the fact that we were here uh, not that long ago. So um, I don't know. Who knows? Um, I'm just, yeah. I'm going to get out there and pitch. Game one is going to be Chris Bassett, your good friend. And uh, recently on television, you guys had like your own little comedy show going, which was uh, pretty funny. But how about Bassett, <laughs> AL pitcher of the month, and the way he has thrown the ball? Just talk about your teammate and what he means to your guys' staff. Oh man, he's been un unbelievable. Um, yeah, I know going into the season that there was really, you know, much maybe you know that much thought uh, into into the way that he you know, pitches, but, you know, he's really, really shown, um, you know, what he can do. He's, uh, he's definitely been the ace of the staff this whole season. He's been like unbelievable. Um, and it just, you know, it's awesome coming from a, a guy like him. Cause you know, that, you know, as is like team, I see like the, the work he puts in and, um, yeah, it's just, it's great to see. Um, and when you got like the, the funky mechanics that he does, uh, it's just great to see, you know, a guy like that have the have the success. So, you know, I'd, you know, super happy for him. Yeah, we always joke that he's like a prey manis out there. He's just coming at you with all arms and legs and it's <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I don't understand how it, I think during like some of his pants they, they have like like knee marks from the, the mound and I just I can't like comprehend how he does that. I don't know how his like body 
works the way it does, but you know, it gets the job done and, and uh, he's effective with it. So just keep doing that. You know, when you, when you look back at your playoff history, how much, how, how much do you think that's going to play for you that, you know, you want, you want to slow it down a little bit and slow down the heart rate that you've done this before. So this isn't like your first time. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I mean, I've only been in the, the wild card game and, and, um, you know, everything was, I think it, and it's a little bit different now, but, um, yeah, I kind of know what, um, you know, what to expect and, you know, how the, how the game is going to, going to feel like. And, uh, yeah, you know, just have a little bit more experience and go out there and, you know, try to, try to slow things down or try to amp things up when, uh, when they need to be and, and, uh, you know, just kind of play, play that game. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. So you guys are now in a true bubble and it's being reported that you guys are actually staying at a resort and the Houston Astros are there. And I guess there's, you know, places like television for you guys to watch football and, and work out and get treatment and everything. Have you been able to even like see into the Astros or are they just like way on the other side of the uh, resort? Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We just got here last night. So I haven't really done like that much exploring. Uh, I haven't seen any Astros players. Um, but yeah, I know they, they are here. So yeah, it's a little, a little different just knowing that we got, uh, yeah, both teams in, in the same hotel, but, um, that's 2020 for you. So it's, uh, yeah, a little different. And, and uh, yeah, it's way, way take it. It comes with territory and, and, uh, yeah, it's just it's crazy, but, but I love it. Yeah. Well, what is the difference between kind of like you guys had a soft bubble and now you're really, really in a bubble? What, what's, what's been the real difference to you? Um, not really like that much. I mean, we can't like order food. So, I mean, I guess that's different, but, uh, order food isn't like, like your Grubhub or DoorDash or anything like that. So, um, really everything just comes from the, from the hotel. So, I mean, that's, that's nice. And this place is probably a little bit bigger than, uh, than where we were back in, uh, Berkeley. Um, but yeah, just a little bit bigger and, and, uh, you know, just have to, everything's literally in, at the hotel. So. Well, I got to tell you, we are all really looking forward to this series. And let's just end on this because I had friends who said to me, they're like, why are we not having baseball this weekend? I went, you know what? It's probably best that we didn't have baseball this weekend because I think everybody's exhausted. I mean, you guys are playing the broadcast. This season, the way it's gone down and the way it ended and that hard series against the White Sox, was it nice to have a couple days to, to recharge the battery? Yeah, for, for sure. That was, um, um, I mean, that whole series was very just taxing, uh, just from the like mental standpoint, just being on, uh, um, you know, being locked in for pitch one. Um, you know, I feel like you're just a little more exhausted than, than you would in like a regular season game, just cause everything just means that much more, um, you know, during those games. So, um, yeah, having this, uh, you know, I don't think it's like too long of a break. I think it's, pretty pretty good pretty good length and uh you know i feel like everybody's ready to go go out there tomorrow and and uh you know do do our thing well congratulations on getting the nod for game two bob melvin told us on the bob melvin show he goes hey listen sean sean's earned the right 
to to you know go with Chris Bassett one and two. So uh, go give them hell. It's going to be a great series. We're looking forward to it, and uh, good luck. And hopefully, we'll be talking about uh, you in the ALCS after this. Yeah, do this thing. Thank you, It was all pitching on this edition of A's Unfiltered. We want to thank Chris Bassett, Scott Emerson, Blake Trinan, and Sean Manaya. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. 